Hare Krishna, welcome back all of you and uh, we are here in one more session of Bhagavad Gita Study Circle. Today we are in the 60th session of the Bhagavad Gita Study Circle. So we have come a long way understanding Bhagavad Gita. We are discussing the 6th chapter and uh, right now we are discussing, uh, we have already completed 15 words, 15 verses. So it's another uh, few more verses to go in this particular chapter. This chapter is all about Dhyana Yoga and Krishna has been explaining so many beautiful things about Dhyana Yoga and very nicely uh, the whole Bhagavad Gita is evolving uh, in terms of its uh, consciousness because gradually the consciousness of Arjuna is raising up and up listening to the beautiful words of Krishna. So as usual, uh, let's begin with uh, the Pranam Mantras. Uh, let me quickly share the screen with all of you and you can fold your palms and you can join in chanting the pranam mantras om agnyaya divirandasya jnana jana shalapaya chakshurun militam ena tasmai shri guru Hare Krishna welcome back all of you for the 60th session of the Bhagavad Gita study circle we have been discussing the 6th chapter and in the previous session we discussed that how Krishna is telling Arjuna the process of performing Ashtanga Yoga. So, in order to do Ashtanga Yoga, a yogi has to go to the forest and he has to arrange a very nice sitting place. And that should be in Suchaudesha. It should be in a very, very clean place. It should not be in a contaminated place. We also understood that how important it is to have a very clean place. It's important to always be in a very clean place in order to do dhyana. Or for that matter, even for chanting, we need to have a very clean place. So place affects our consciousness, right? So also Krishna explained that how the sitting place should not be too high. It should not be too very low. It should not be... Uh, uh, you know, it should, it should be covered with uh, the deer skin, the dirba grass, the kusha grass and on top of that there should be a soft uh, cloth that should be placed. So then how you should actually uh, glare or stare at the tip of your nose, you should not close your eyes or open your eyes completely so that you don't get distracted. So all these different things we have discussed in the previous words and now Krishna is going to further explain something very important in the 16th shloka like what is the other activities a yogi should do because in order to become a devotee a yogi also ultimately has to become a devotee and we also in one way are also yogis when you practice bhakti yoga you are also a yogi so in order to practice any yoga system and you want to become a yogi then you have to follow certain things so what are those things Krishna is going to explain further in the 16th words. So let's see what Krishna wants to speak or tell us in the 16th words. So Uma Kumar, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the 16th words. Okay, Natashnatastu Yogosti Nachai Wonderful. Please read the translation by yourself. There is no possibility of one's becoming becoming a yogi or Arjuna if one is too much or too 
or is too little sleep too much or does not sleep enough wonderful Next thank time. you so such a beautiful thing like a very kind father krishna explains every detail as to what a yogi is supposed to do so here krishna is saying that there is no possibility of once becoming a yogi if he is eating too much or he eats too little or if he sleeps too much or sleeps too little right so let's understand because this is very interesting and uh, very practical also these are certain things which we are supposed to understand and try to implement that's why bhagavad gita is a very practical uh, you know uh, scripture it is not simply theoretical so the krishna is even talking about eating and sleeping here so here if anybody is overeating or eating too less anashtataha if it is in too much then what happens is you will not become a yogi you cannot perform dhyana you cannot meditate properly even your chanting you cannot do very easily if you are actually overeating you are constantly hogging all the time when people keep on hogging then it's very difficult for them to actually perform yoga there is no restriction at all so that is why rabupadi is saying that if at all you want to eat eat just as much as it is required to keep the body and the soul together so that is how a yogi eats yogi means he eats only to keep the body and soul together for performing his sadhana he will never overindulge in any of the sense gratification so simplified his life is because any time you want to indulge in all these things it will complicate the mind and then you have to work extra for eating more and sleeping more and all these things are additional things which the body does not require so that is why prabhupada is saying that a krishna conscious person he will not eat too much very limited initially when we join uh, uh, krishna consciousness uh, you know then there is lot of prasadam and so much of feast that is going on and in fact prabhupada also he gave so much of feast for all the devotees to eat so initially it's okay that you need to eat a lot of thing because prasadam the more you eat you get purified more and you get attached to krishna very quickly through prasadam if not for chanting if not for anything philosophy or anything else but prasadam is something that we all get attracted and that's one very easy and quick way to get purified so initially it's good that you eat more and you become purified but as you progress in krishna consciousness even eating prasadam should be minimized not that oh it's prasadam i'll start eating more so that is not accepted so that is why in krishna consciousness we also have fastings you know generally we fast on so many important days like uh, janmashtami like radhashtami and balram jayanti even on the appearance and disappearance days of great acharyas like prabhupad and all the guru parampara the great devotees that we have even on their appearance and disappearance day we generally fast so why because it is to regulate so fasting also is telling us that okay you need to give some rest to your stomach at the same time we are regulating our eating by fasting that's why ekadashi is very important it's not that ekadashi dupatkashi you eat uh, double on ekadashi many people do that so just because it's ekadashi the day before only they start thinking that oh tomorrow is ekadashi ekadashi and they bring so much of stuff all non grain but they will eat twice so that is not ekadashi so we need to have a proper balance actually so this is where krishna is telling that you please do not eat over too much eating is not good and too little also is not good because if you are hungry and then you sit for chanting or if you are doing dhyana it is very difficult because all your consciousness is on the hunger you will not be able to actually focus so that is why you don't eat too much which will spoil your mind you will not be able to do dhyana don't eat too less also because again your focus will change because ultimately this is yantra and this yantra has to be balanced properly so without that you will not be able to do dhyana so similarly with the sleep also if you are sleeping too much then what happens you start feeling heavy 
you know with that uh, uh, groggy feeling then you will not be able to do dhyana properly so that is why krishna is saying don't sleep too much in fact prabhupada says that we should not sleep more than 6 hours 6 hours is more than sufficient so 6 hours is very very apt if not for some people it may be 8 hours so anything in the range of 6 to 8 hours is good enough sleep in fact 8 is on a higher end on the higher side so you should actually try to see that you minimize your sleep and bring it down to 6 hours and 6 hours is good enough if you get proper rest and actually what happens is when you overeat whenever you overeat especially the dinner time if you have heavy dinner and then you sleep what happens is then there is every possibility that you get dreams now when you get dreams that means you are active your subconscious mind is active it is taking your energy that is not a, a deep sleep it is not shishupti actually we are in three stages all all the time we are either in jagruta avastha or we are in swapna avastha or we are in shishupti shishupti means deep sleep swapna means we are dreaming and jagruta means right now we are in jagruta avastha right so when you are actually in swapna avastha it is also not deep sleep and it will make you tired so if you imagine the whole night you have been dreaming and morning you when when you wake up you will feel very groggy you will not feel very active and fresh that's because you have not slept properly although you were sleeping but you were dreaming so what causes that dreaming if you overeat if you eat too much in the night for sure you will get dreams a lot of dreams and based on the type of food that you have eaten the type of dreams you will get <laughs> so that is why overeating should be avoided because it will disturb and oversleeping also and by the way other side you know on the other extreme if you don't sleep at all then that is also a problem now just imagine all night you have not slept and then now you are attending bhagavad gita class you will sleep in the bhagavad gita class when you are supposed to be active you are sleeping and when you are supposed to sleep you are active and this is what is the modern culture today is it not everybody is doing night shifts and so many people are doing night shifts and they are working night time and it is so difficult for them to wake up morning and then the whole biological clock is completely disturbed and uh, night time and the body is supposed to rejuvenate create all the different uh, uh, wonderful secretions that happen during the night time is not happening and the humidity and other things is going down so these things have to be taken care because it is affecting your health if it is affecting your health then no possibility of doing dhyana because we have to do the you know best bargain of the bad deal roba says that good bargain you know we have to do good bargain with this bad body that we have anyway body is there what can we do now we have to somehow deal with it so what we should do now is balance nicely eating and sleeping regulate it's extremely important and that's what the modern uh, doctors these days they are very uh, easily they give these tips about eating and sleeping no you should eat this much you should eat that much eat don't eat this don't eat that so many uh, there are dietitians and there are so many other uh, uh, doctors who recommend to their patients about eating and sleeping which is already told by krishna now this cannot be actually just taken as a you know a shloka it is a very practical shubhashita also you can take shubhashita means like a, a very good saying from the bhagavad gita which is very practical in fact uh, this verse and the next verse 16th and 17th they should be displayed in all the hospitals all these two shlokas if we display on the hospitals people will at least read and they'll get educated even little bit okay this is what krishna is telling most of the diseases they come because of eating if we can regulate our eating properly all the diseases will stop most of the diseases will be automatically uh, going away from us because our eating is regulated but because uh, eating is improper very irregularly people eat whatever they want they just keep on eating and munching so that is why diseases will come it will invite lot of diseases so how can a diseased person become a yogi in fact a person who eats just once is called a yogi and then a person who eats twice is called a bhogi and a person who eats 
more than twice or thrice then he is called a rogi so you decide what you want to become you want to become a yogi you want to become a bhogi or you want to become a rogi so we should not become a rogi for sure and eating more overeating will definitely bring us to the point of overeating and it will bring us to the point of becoming a rogi diseased now you have heard about being a vegetarian right there are non vegetarians have you heard about someone called as breatharian not vegetarian non it's not non vegetarian but it is breatharian have you heard about anything like that yes who is the breatharian yes Ah, so they don't eat anything. They don't drink anything. They simply breathe in air. Breatharians. These are called breatharians. So there are some people who just take some sunlight from the sun, and they just by sunlight they survive. They don't drink water. They don't eat anything. Okay, just because these people don't eat and drink, can they be called as yogis now? Are they yogis? Just imagine. Ah, so not necessarily they are not yogis. So such people, although they may not be eating, although they may not be drinking anything, they will be just surviving on the natural things that is Krishna is explaining, which are naturally available now, like sunlight. still such people cannot be called as a yogi a yogi is only one who connects himself to krishna that person is called a yogi otherwise is not called a yogi just understand so this is something which we should understand now you should not think okay prabhu from today onwards i'll balance and i will not eat anything i'll not sleep and we i'll become a breatharian so no you cannot become a breatharian because that is not a right thing you are not supposed to become a breatharian also please understand we are supposed to become devotees we are not supposed to become anything else other than that so these are all different gymnastics many people get yogic siddhis but we are not here for yogic siddhis prabhupa tells a story very famous story there was a person from a village who went to Uh, Himalayas and he did a lot of tapasya, many many big big tapasyas he did. And after many years of tapasya, ultimately what happened to him was he was able to walk on water. He became so light that he could walk on the water. And then he came back to the village and he said that all the people, I'll show you some magic. And he said that now I will show you how to actually walk on the water. And he crossed the river, walking on the water. and everybody was oh so nice and then there is another person who comes and tells me what great what big deal in this you know you took so many years to cross this river i can just say pay 5 rupees and i can easily cross the river so your yogic siddhi is just 5 rupees worth so yoga is not meant for acquiring just yogic siddhis so we should know that we should now regulate our eating and sleeping so that we don't get yogic siddhis but we become devotees of krishna what is all that we want is we want to develop a relationship with krishna now once again i tell you there is a very wonderful thing that you should know now krishna is telling about this regulation eating and sleeping in this material world but in the spiritual world do you think krishna will tell no you have to regulate your eating do you have, you have to regulate your sleeping no there is no such thing as regulation regulating our senses in the spiritual world because in the spiritual world there is everything unlimited so much of unlimited thing now just imagine you tell this instruction to madhumangal do you know who is madhumangal anyone knows who is madhumangal anyone knows who is madhumangal have you seen krishna little krishna animation in little krishna animation there is a character if you have seen who is madhumangal no it's not so difficult a madhumangal is a very very dear friend of krishna madhumangal is a 
very close friend of Krishna, he'll always be eating. Now just imagine if Krishna tells Madhumangal, no, Madhumangal, you have to regulate your eating. He cannot because he is continuously eating. In fact, in the Rajbog Aarti that we sing in the afternoon for the Lord, in the Aarti also his name comes. Madhumangal's name comes in that because he is so fond of eating. So in the spiritual world, there is no question of regulating, regulation of eating and uh, you can eat as much as you want, you can sleep as much as you want. But anyway, in the spiritual world, there is no question of sleeping. Another thing, very important thing you should know. Last time, uh, you know, uh, Dave asked one question, what happens in the spiritual world? Give some more description. So this is what happens there. First of all, there is no restriction of eating. You can eat as much as you want, whatever you want. Everything is prasadam. And another thing is, there is no question of sleeping there. In the spiritual world, there is no question of sleeping because the soul is always active and you are fully conscious. Here we need sleep because there is a material body. But there, there is no material body. You are always awake. You are completely awakened. So, in that state of full awakening, there is no wastage of time. There is no effect of time there. But you are constantly engaged in the service of the Lord. So, in this material world, when we are having this material body, we sleep just as much as it is required to keep the body fit. Because a devotee will think, if I sleep one hour extra, then I am losing my time, one hour of time in the of service of Krishna, service to Krishna. So, I should not waste my time. Because the devotee is constantly thinking that I want to serve Krishna. And sleeping one hour extra means I am actually taking away my service time. So that should not happen. My service to Krishna is getting affected by sleeping one hour. So I should not sleep. That is the mood of a great devotee. Prabhupada, you know, used to sleep only for two hours. Can you imagine? Just for two hours. And afternoon, 15 minutes to 20 minutes nap. Prabhupada used to take and that is also not regularly. So this was Prabhupada's thing. Every day, just for two hours, he used to sleep. All the great Acharyas, they only slept very little. See how they used to have their regulation on eating and sleeping. So this is how, if you can sleep appropriately and if you can uh, nicely eat appropriately, first thing, you will not get disease. Your health will be perfect. And if you can also have proper timing for eating and sleeping, if you have the fixed time for eating and sleeping, your body will work like a yantra. So yantritaha, Krishna is saying in the, in the next uh, chapter, the upcoming chapter, that how this machine, just like the machine works so perfectly, we need to work perfectly. You know, moment that time comes, you eat. Then there is a sleeping time, there is a waking time. So everything when it is fixed like that, the body becomes very regulated. Your mind becomes very regulated. And if, when this is getting regulated, automatically the mind also becomes focused on Krishna. It's very easy actually. If you are eating time and sleeping time and uh, eating and sleeping quantity, all these parameters are properly managed, then your mind automatically becomes focused. Just a very good tidbit it is for Krishna is giving us. Just by regulating our eating and sleeping, your mind is getting focused and that is what we actually want. It's a practical tip. All of you should really try this. Regulate your time, your eating and sleeping, both in terms of quantity and as well as how much you are able to do that and time and time-wise. Consistently, uh, you have to have proper times for eating and sleeping. If this can be done, I'm sure you will lead a very healthy life. All of you. Wonderful it is. So, this is what Krishna is telling here. Let's see what Krishna is going to explain a little bit more in the 17th verse and we can discuss a little more further about how to have balance in our life. So, uh, Vinodji, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the next verse. So, that is the 17th verse. I hope this is visible to you. A very, very important words, extremely important this is. Is the screen visible to you? Hello? Yes, Vinodji. The screen is visible to you? Yes, it is visible. Great, wonderful. So let's chant. 
of uh, plowing and sowing the seed and till afternoon he works and then because of all the physical activity that he has done he will feel a little uh, tired then he will have his lunch and after having his lunch again afternoon he will start and maybe they, uh, up to 5, 5.30 he works on the field and again evening he takes rest. So what's happening here you see he's not working more than uh, 5 to 6 hours or maybe 7 hours max but rest of the day he is keeping himself very fit and such farmers they live for 80 years, 90 years they are so fit and fine many villagers when you see them they are quite fit they are quite old but they are so lean and they are so strong why because when they are working gradually you know they are getting exposed to the sunlight and that sunlight itself is giving them so much of energy and all the toxins are coming out because of the sweat you know when you sweat all the toxins in the body are coming out they are thrown away and that's why these people are very fit and fine just imagine all the toxins going out of your body in the form of sweat but today we are all sitting in air conditioned rooms and forget about sweating of going outside and sweating even in our homes we don't want to sweat we have AC rooms and that's why because there is no sweating happening all the toxins are there within the body and with this toxins within the body you cannot focus it is disturbing the body system the kapha, pitta, vata and body becomes very weak and internal, all the, we are attracting diseases so with all this what is happening is we are unable to focus and do yoga isn't it? So, ah, now I understand, Vinodji must be thinking, Prabhuji, if I don't do this AC business, air conditioning business, then what will happen? You know, you are going to stop my business if you tell like this. Yeah, but this is a very unfortunate thing, you see. Sometimes, we are caught up in some business where we are helplessly doing something which is not in line with our natural system. But we have to do it. So, so let's understand how it will be. This is very very important. Krishna is telling again, have a balance. Why the balance is required? First of all. Why or what is in your life, what aspects of your life do you think the balance is required? All of you, one by one. In which aspect of your life do you think you need balance? This question is for all of you. One by one, Uman Kumar. In which aspect of your life do you think you need balance? One is food and sleep, it's compulsory for sleep. And earnings, means if we want to earnings, how much required, that much only we can. We don't want to go beyond what we don't require. That is also for me, particularly for sleep. My God, you are not greedy at all, is it? Yes, Guruji. <laughs> how much is it, that much only required for Okay, thanks to you, I mean. Not many people think like this, you know, oh, this much money is enough for me because everybody wants more and more and more money. But anyway, thank you. So you need balance in your eating and sleeping and money also. What about others? Let's see. Dave. In which aspect of your life? Sleep. Sleep. I'm not, uh, I think I'm not regular at what time I sleep. Like, I try to do it, but... Uh, it's not like I get up every day at the same time. Okay. And I'm not able to no, get up early very regularly. Huh. So sleeping is a challenge. So you need to have some balance in sleeping. Wonderful. Very nice. So that means this shloka is for you. Let's go and ask Dina Mataji. Prabhuji, for me it is food. Okay. So what happens with food? <laughs> In the sense, um, I'm not able to follow a particular pattern. Okay. So you mean to say the eating time? Time and um, what can I say? The discipline. Okay. So The discipline for food. Uh, like what I should be eating and what I should not be eating. I'm not able to follow it for long. So I follow it for a few days and then I like sort of uh, not able to maintain that balance. Uh. So this is one thing where another balance is required in terms of eating for you. Anything else? 
anything. Anything, anything. Open it. You think that you know sometimes life is going on, but you are not able to balance certain things. What are the other things that uh, aspect of your life where you need balance? Prabhuja, the main thing is the mind. Because <laughs> then mind in turn will balance everything else. Okay, so the mind is so unstable that we want to balance this mind, and that's one challenge where. So that. Correct. Go ahead. So that it balances the rest of the areas of my life. Great. Very nice. You are hitting the root cause now. Wonderful. Very <laughs> nice. Vinodji, what about you? Prabhuji, my main thing is time management. Okay. So I need to work on time management. So basically, time management you need to balance between what and what. <laughs> okay, good. So you are pulled in all different directions right now. Correct, correct, correct. Good. So you see, thank you so much, all of you, for giving your inputs and insights. Now we definitely understand that each one of us we need to balance some aspect of our life, and there is a big challenge. You know, when students they go to write an exam. There are two types of students who are very happy about the exams. Well, the one type is, you know, who is so expert in studies all the year, all throughout the year, he has uh, revised and revised and revised, and he's just waiting for the exams. He wants to write exams. He's so excited about the exams. You know, he's so happy about the exams, and he's so happy that. He goes to the person who has not studied, or is studying uh, so intensely, and he will tell, "Oh, you have not studied? See, I have done this revision for ten times. So already that guy has the pressure. He will go and put another little like, pressure on that person. So this is type one. And another type is one person who has not studied at all. So for him, exam or no exam really doesn't matter. He knows that I have not studied. Anyway, I am going to fail. I will just go." Scribble anything that in the paper and just come back. So he's not worried. Absolutely no tension because he knows. अरे ये तो जाने वाला है. So these two people have no problem. So there is no question of balance in life. They think it's okay. But you see, people, most of us, you know, we are here trying to balance. A student who has enjoyed all throughout, but during the exams he want to pass with good marks. and he's struggling now because there is very limited time so now what happens the balance is required it becomes really difficult for such situation and most people fall into this category we are always struggling we are neither type 1 or type 2 we fall in this category where we are not yuktaha so that is why we need to understand how to balance now all these things first of all we should know why there is off balance in our life why we are out of balance in our life that is most important cause number 1 we are totally off track we are unable to balance our life because number 1 the spiritual reason is we are spirit souls we are spiritual beings but we are right now in this material body so just imagine just think about this you are actually a spiritual being from the spiritual world and now you are here in this material world with this material body that itself has created a disbalance you are off balance because of this very reason the moment you have this material body there cannot be balance it's very difficult you will always tumble down you will always try to go down and down that is why before we fall down we need to balance now why there is a balance because we need to do is because we are not fully devotees paramahamsas where we are constantly in touch with krishna neither we are completely materialist because the materialistic person is least bothered he is simply eating sleeping enjoying doing whatever he wants to do he is least bothered in his own way he is enjoying and paramahamsas they are in their own way they are enjoying now we are stuck in between like vinod ji said he is pulled between different things so he has been you know his attention is been grabbed by so many people 
and you have to get you have to have balance for all these things so we are the ones who have been stretching ourselves in different direction and we are the ones who require balance now because we are not completely materialist and we are not fully spiritualist sometimes we start doubting also prabhu ji with all these problems you know moment i came into krishna consciousness now there are so many things lot of pressure is building up i cannot enjoy with my friends outside neither i can leave everything and go to the himalayas what do i do there is so much of push and pull so this become very difficult it's our situation it's true completely understand and day after day we are facing this challenges of balancing life work life balance becomes very difficult so how do we do this how do we accomplish our material duties and spiritual duties having a proper balance this is a big challenge so the number one cause is we ourselves are spiritual beings but we are in this material world with this material body another very important cause for going off balance in our life is because our own karma see not that everything is in our control sometimes life is moving smoothly but our karma sometimes comes and hits us so badly that our life completely goes off track you lose balance because karma is so powerful and some powerful thing comes and hits us oh my god we lose balance very difficult situations will come and so tough that you know we feel like oh maybe i should just go and commit suicide you know i don't want to live i just want to leave everybody and just go to the forest and be alone some tight situations like this will come very difficult situations will come so in during this time we need to have a lot of patience and guidance so the number two reason is our own karma and then another reason which is created by our own mind or ourselves is the base qualities the base qualities which are there in our heart lust greed anger envy pride all these different desires they actually create off balance in our life in our relationships many people they need balance in not just eating and sleeping or work many people need balance in their health balance in earning money like he said then balance in relationships there is balance required in so many different aspects of our life but we go off track because of the base qualities for example greed now greed is such a powerful thing which will take you off track which will keep you always impatient and you cannot have balance when a, there is lot of greed within our heart you see greedy people they cannot have balance it's very difficult once there was a a fisherman and this fisherman was having a very uh, wonderful boat and once you know he after going into the sea he bought a lot of fish he had caught a big lot of fish fresh fish and everything is there in the net and he came and he was there on the shore at that time there was this one rich businessman who was also walking on the beach and then he saw this fisherman and also the fresh fish that he had caught and he understood oh this fish is really uh, quite fresh and i think it should be sold at a high price so this businessman he went to the fisherman and said I see that you have caught a very wonderful fish everything is so fresh so what do you do he said uh, yes i just go to the nearby market and i sell it and i am happy this businessman said what this is just what you do actually you know what you should sell this in a bigger market so that you make more profit and why are you working just for 2 hours you have this boat with you instead of working for just 2 hours you go on the sea and you work multiple batches and you can that way have four lots of fish and you can sell more then uh, this fisherman was thinking that's a good idea but uh, then what will happen then you see when you start getting more and more such fish you can not just sell uh, at uh, this market you can actually have your own processing industry a small processing industry 
then you know that way you can directly sell to all the customers you will make more money because with more money you can have direct contact with these people then he said okay then what will happen so then what you start building your business lot of other investments will come you can create your own ipo and all those things and shares and people will invest in your business you can make even more money the fisherman said okay that's wonderful sounds good then what will happen see when you have made so much of money then you can nicely without bothering about money you can nicely with your family and children you can walk on the beach and nicely enjoy with them so the fisherman said see all this is going to take about 20 by 30 years of my life now if ultimate goal is actually to just have a wonderful walk with my children and my wife that's exactly what i'm doing right now why should i work so hard so if the ultimate goal is achieved right now then why should i really work so hard for all these arrangements why people do this is because of greed and in the process they don't enjoy their life so just be happy with what you have see moment you have this greed what's happening is it will take you off balance so you should ask yourself am i greedy am i trying to be greedy if anything is above your regular needs then you are trying to be greedy don't become greedy because that greed will push you to work hard you cannot do yukta veera harasya it cannot happen your recreation will get spoiled you will not be able to have balance if there is this base quality of greed within us extremely difficult and anybody greed has greed we cannot fulfill greed it's not possible at all extremely difficult it is so greed actually it enhances our material sense enjoyment why people are working because they want to enhance their spiritual sense enjoyment all the time i want more i want this i want that they want to enhance but in the process of enhancing all the material sense enjoyment they are going off balance their life is becoming imbalanced that's why struggle is going on the struggle is not because the boss is putting pressure the struggle is not because the family is putting pressure the struggle is because people have this inherent quality of greed which is pushing them they don't understand it is so subtle if you carefully analyze people when they are off balance and you see that oh they are blaming oh boss or the family or somebody else deeply if you analyze and ask some specific questions to them you will see actually it is not the boss or the family it is their own greed they don't understand many people they don't self diagnose they want to diagnose everything in the world but not they they don't diagnose themselves so that is a problem and when this happens when they get into this uh, enjoying senses then krishna says yehi samsparsha ja bhoga dukkha ye nahi dukkha ye no ye rete dukkha yo nahi rete so what happens is when you start enjoying the sense enjoyments all the sensual pleasures then dukkha it will bring you dukkha so this is why we need to have a proper balance please understand when we are in this material world spiritual beings we have anyway come there is already a imbalance we cannot do anything much right now that's not in our hands what about karma it will still come at it we have no control over it now at least lust greed anger this is in our control immediate control so we should work on this to create a balance in our life recently i was reading this article i was also told by a devotee where he came across this uh, article of jeff bezos you know the founder uh, the ceo of uh, amazon so he was telling that how he keeps a balance in his life and the very one important thing that he mentioned out of three points is setting boundaries you have to put boundaries you need to have boundaries for everything sleeping time 10 pm means that's all that's a boundary for you beyond 10 pm i should not be awake that's a boundary i will not eat anything non vegetarian that's a boundary for devotees i am going to eat only prasadam that's a boundary i will chant my fixed number of rounds 16 rounds or whatever you have taken up that many rounds that's a boundary you have to do it every day 
So even work, many people think that, oh, I'll work for 12 hours. No, I'll work for 16 hours. No, 8 to 10 hours. You have to balance your work also. I will work only for 8 hours. That's the boundary that you create. You cannot simply work beyond 10 hours or 12 hours. That is improper. That is Ugra Karma. We should not do that. We should be intelligent enough and we should work and try to optimize our work in such a way that I work only for 8 hours, not beyond 8 hours. So that is setting a boundary. So we all need to create boundaries like that. Because we are limited. We are not Krishna to be limitless. Krishna is limitless. He can work unlimited. He can play unlimited. He can eat unlimited. Everything is unlimited for Krishna. But we are not. We are limited personalities. So we should not get into this mode of uh, uh, without boundaries. Leading a life without boundaries. So please have boundaries. Set boundaries. A proper, you know, a system, a timetable for everything. You will become very healthy in every terms. You will be having a very, leading a very balanced life. So please have boundaries. Otherwise, we'll go off balance. And generally, broadly speaking, our life will be like a car. You know, car, car has four wheels. And even if one wheel is not working properly or gets punctured, then what happens is, it will lose balance. You cannot uh, ride properly. So, if a, for a car to move properly, there needs to be a proper balance in all the four wheels. So, similarly, in our life also, we need four wheels. What are those four wheels? See, the four, one is, number one is the wheel of body, kaya, the wheel of body. The second wheel is the wheel of the mind. We also have the mind, so that is why we need to have a, another wheel of the mind. Our mental desires and our mental requirements. Then the third wheel is the social wheel that we have. We need interaction with people because we are social beings. We need to have family and society. So we have another wheel and that is actually the third wheel, the social requirement. And then the fourth wheel, that is our spiritual requirement. So just like a car needs four wheels, our life also needs these four wheels. The body, the mind, the social aspect of our life and the spiritual need. So only when all these four needs are proper, then it, is become, it becomes very easy. So what Krishna is actually referring here when he's talking about proper eating and proper sleeping, He's referring to the body. He's referring to the body. And when he talks about recreation and going out and all this, he's also talking about the mental aspect of it because we have emotions. And most of the time, we go off balance in our life because of emotions. Now, machines, they work properly because they don't have emotions. You tell anything, you talk anything to the uh, machine, the machine will not respond, it will keep on doing its work. But are we like that, like machines? No, we are not like that. Although we can very be, uh, very be very productive in our work, but that productive work can be disturbed when our emotions are disturbed. Somebody tells us anything, we get emotionally disturbed and that affects our work directly, right? So that is why we need emotional balance also. EQ, emotional question. You need to have a very strong emotional question. Very, very important. We cannot go off balance. So, there is emotional question. The next is social question. There is a lot of pressure coming in from the society. People are demanding certain things from us. Sometimes we are the members of our society and something goes wrong in the society, then we have to take responsibility for that. Many such things. You know, society also needs us. And they are demanding sometimes quite demanding so we need to have balance there also but all these things can be balanced properly if you can have a proper spiritual question sq just like eq emotional question if you are having a proper spiritual question it becomes very easy to manage your emotions anybody who is actually spiritual can manage his emotions properly that is the strength that spiritual question gives us. And as human beings, we have this special quality, SQ. Only humans have this 
spiritual questions. Otherwise, animals also have emotional questions. But only humans have spiritual questions. We are not affected. We will not be affected by emotions when our SQ is strong. So when you are actually going through Bhagavad Gita, it is increasing your spiritual question very much. You are becoming strong emotionally also. When you become a devotee, you are emotionally becoming strong. That means now you are very less prone to the emotional disturbances that people create. There are so many things people tell us. Now we don't get, we don't bother about it. Initially, yes. When I was initial in my Krishna consciousness, it was very difficult. Anything, the slightest thing, it would hurt my ego and I used to go wild. But now, gradually it has come down. Although it is there, but it is reduced. You see? Why? Because spiritual question. So, we need to have our balance in all these four wheels of life. Mind, body, your social needs and then your spiritual needs and spiritual needs are the most important thing because we are trying to completely put ourselves in a zone in a spiritual zone where everything is in perfect balance in spiritual life everything is in balance there is nothing which is imbalanced there so just imagine all of you be very serious about it you are trying to put yourself from this imbalanced material nature to a world which is completely balanced, that is the spiritual world. Now, from this world to that world, we are transiting. During this transition, we will have some difficulties. But it is worth, it is really worth going through all these different difficulties because for once, you can solve all this problem of balance going to the spiritual world. And it is practical and it is doable. That is why Krishna is telling us here. But many times we think, Prabhuji, how this is possible because I am so busy. I have to do this work. If not for me, who else will do? So there was this one person who was having a business, very busy. And he had taken all the task upon him and he was saying that if I don't go for work, then my business will collapse. And that had created a lot of health issues and he had to go to the doctor and tell him, I am facing this problem, that problem and the doctor told, please calm down. Why are you so disturbed? You know, because see, I have to work. If I don't work, then my company will collapse and all the things will go in vain. My efforts will go in vain. Then the doctor said, see, this is a very serious problem, but then I will give you one prescription. What is that prescription? He says, the doctor says, please don't mind, but every Saturday, you have to spend at least half a day in the graveyard. Now this person became really wild. I mean, it is already so difficult for me to become, uh, to be away from my work. And now doctor, you are telling me that I have to go and spend half a day in the graveyard every Saturday. The doctor said, please believe me, trust me, go and do this. And definitely you will be relieved of all your tension. Now, very hesitatingly, this person, one Saturday, he actually goes to this graveyard. He wanted to do a lot of things, this task and that task. But when he went to the graveyard, gradually he started walking. And then he started reading one by one. You know, okay, this person, date born and date of death. And then he was the CEO of this company. He goes to walk a little bit ahead and then he sees another graveyard and then he sees okay this person and there he was a, a big minister and this all achieved and accomplished people so many of them he goes through all of them and then finally understand why the doctor had actually sent him there to the graveyard then he goes back to the doctor and says that doctor had been to the graveyard oh very nice how was it no now i understand that these people, great achievers, they all have done so much and they left this body and still everything is continuing as if they were not there. So still everything is moving on, their companies are running smoothly, everything is going on. Many times we think that if I am not there, this will not happen. 
actually that's a false ego we should never think like that agar main nahi hu to kuch bhi nahi ho sakta we should never think like that whether we are not there or not there the world will continue things will continue to happen so we should never we have this false ego that everything is running on me that's why do as much as possible work as much as possible don't exert yourself too much and you know bother yourself and spoil your health everything will happen there are people who will take forward there will be people who will take care of you don't be irresponsible be responsible and do your work but that doesn't mean that i will take extra load on me that is improper taking extra load sometimes may be good but every day if you are bogged down by this extra load then that is not yuktaha there is some problem in your work you have to be yukta in your work also so just like we all have to do list right every day we have to do list okay i need to do this i need to do that you have your task list so many people in time management they have this to do list every day they have okay to do this they plan all the great achievers great achievers in the world morning at least half an hour to one hour they spend in planning the rest of the day so you all have to plan your day appropriately okay this is what i need to do to do list but more important than to do list you all need to also have not to do list because there are so many things that you are doing in a day which are not essential it is not contributing to your health it is not contributing to your anything so you need to get rid of all these things.